You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Greg Johns, who covers the Mariners for MLB.com. Greg, happy Tuesday. How are you doing today? I'm good. We're we're getting into uh, the the meat of January, so I know we're getting closer to spring training, and that's always a good thing. It is the meat. You are you are correct on that. And uh, it's never too early, Greg. We're going to have some fun today um, looking ahead and projecting. You're going to put your projection hat on. I know that all the team reporters have been working really hard um, on what would happen if we looked at lineups, rotations, and bullpens if the season started today. So we're going to start with that. We're going to start at lineups. And the Mariners have had two really nice additions to shake up their lineup, Ryan Healy and Dee Gordon. And like I said, we're in January, but we're going to take a closer look at what the starting lineup would look like if the season started today, Greg. So tell me, what would that lineup look like? Yeah, it's interesting because you know, a lot of my MLB.com brethren, probably you know, with some holes in those uh, lineups, not knowing exactly you know, where, where they're going to end up in, in, a, in five weeks there because so many free agents still out there. But the Mariners are a team that's pretty, pretty set on where they're going. Jerry DePoto with his, his moves early in the offseason, uh, really getting, as you mentioned, Gordon, who's going to, I think, really turn that lineup around this year with, with leading off. And that, that's going to be a big deal. I mean, you got a guy that can – he hit hit three hit three oh eight last year, so he's a three hundred plus hitter that's that's led the NL in stolen bases. In fact, led the major leagues in stolen bases three of the last four years and stole sixty bags last year. So this is a guy that changes the lineup. Uh, yeah, he gets on base and, and suddenly pitchers are worrying about D Gordon and, and there's he's as good a base runner as there is in baseball. So I like where they're going with that. And you get Gordon and that that bumps uh, Gene Segura down to number two. So now you got another guy that's a three hundred plus hitter that can can steal bases. So put a lot of pressure on teams and that, and that leads you into that, that, that great, that Cano Cruz Seager three, four, five mm-hmm. that they've leaned on for a long time. And, and I, I guarantee you that Nelson Cruz who, who led the uh, American league in RBIs last year is, is plenty happy to see what's happening in front of him in that lineup and chance to drive in more runs. So, you know, that's, that's a pretty solid top of the top of the lineup. And then you add Healy in there. I don't know if they're going to bat him six, but I think that's a, it's a pretty good chance. He's a guy that, that hit 25 bombs and, and 270, 280 for the, for the A's in his first uh, year, year and a half in the bigs, so he can he's got some pop and uh, it would be a nice fit right behind those guys. But uh, we'll we'll see because then then you've got uh, Mitch Haniger, Ben Gamble, and Mike Zanino that are going to line up somewhere in that bottom third of the lineup. And 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 I think that's where Danny that it tells you this lineup is significantly better just by bringing in D Gordon because you know a year ago Haniger and Gamble, the, the two rookies, had very good years and were spent a lot of the year hitting second and, and hitting up high in that lineup. You know, they're now down at the bottom of the order because, uh, because Gordon is up there and, and uh, that, that just adds depth to this lineup. So you, you drop in a gamble, a Hanniger down at the bottom of the order and get some speed on the bases to, to flip it back up to Gordon at the top. And, and then you throw Zanino in there coming off a very good year with 25 homers. And, and uh, he had a heck of a year last year. So uh, this is the deepest lineup I've seen in a long time, Danny, and, and with some, some good versatility with that speed and, and power in the middle. 
And also, Greg, it, it reminds me, it's kind of like having, you almost have like three leadoff guys with that one, two, and nine spot, which is always handy uh, for a, a manager to have keys like that and kind of tricks up his sleeve to have speed and consistency in those positions. So let's also look at the starting rotation, Greg. We have talked about James Paxton and Felix Hernandez at length the past couple of weeks now, and the starting rotation looks pretty solid. And the key, of course, is going to be health, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's no no doubt if you're looking at a question mark with the Mariners, it's the rotation. I like the group, but there are, it's one of those things that things have to fall into place. And, and uh, you know, they didn't last year. If they do fall in place, it's a pretty good group. If not, you got you do have some questions. And and I you know I don't think you can avoid you know that that, that the health issue of Paxton and Felix at the top. There, those guys that just. They just have to stay healthy if this group's going to be as good as they want to be. I don't think it's a question. And Paxton, to me, is a legit number one starter. and is really a guy any team would want, uh, you know, leading off that pack. And Felix, a big, big question mark. You know, he's got to bounce back. I think he can, uh, but he's got to do it. And uh, he's going to be a little bit different pitcher to succeed. Now, he's not the same guy he was when he was 24. Uh, you know, he's 32 and got some miles on that arm, but certainly capable and, and certainly a smart pitcher. That, and he's got to pitch that way. He's got to be smart with what he's doing. And and uh, if he can stay healthy as he did two years ago, he was, you know, he's getting, uh, you know, votes for Cy Young. He was he's a legit uh, number one pitcher two years ago. Not that far removed, but but yeah, there is a question mark there. And and then you get beyond that, Mike Leak. I really like. It's the number three guy. I think you know, Mariner fans. Got a chance to see him a little last year. Uh, he, he's a, he's a, just a, a durable guy that's pitched uh, 180 plus innings for six years in a row, and a guy you can really count on there. Ground ball pitcher, which which is kind of a nice addition to what's a, largely a fly ball uh, rotation. So I, I like Leak there in the third, and then you, you get you get Erasmo Ramirez, uh, uh, a guy a veteran that, that's been around a while, uh, but in and out of the bullpen. I think you put him in that starting rotation, and he showed at the end of the year he could be pretty effective there. Uh, you know, he's not a top top of the rotation guy but if you're talking four or five starter pretty good guy to have on your staff uh and then five i think marco gonzalez kind of to me is probably the guy there just based on going into camp but i think that's gonna be a pretty good competition between him and ariel miranda andrew moore max povesy is going to come in and give it a shot i mean they, they got some some options there i think you can see who steps up but marco to me danny has a has an obvious edge for, for he's out of minor league options and uh, he's a guy that they're going to want to get in that rotation to, just to keep him on the roster. So I think he's going to, you know, if, if he pitches well at all this spring, I think he's got a pretty good shot at that number five spot. And then, of course, we're going to move to the bullpen now because that makes the most sense, Craig. And <laughs> they've got a number of arms. I'm wondering, can you give a grade for the bullpen if it was intact today and who's the closer for the Mariners? Yeah, that, I think, I think, the bullpen is a strength of this team, and I, I, I would give them a, a good, uh, I'd say B plus. Okay. Uh, I think Jerry Depoto would give you an A plus. Uh, you know, I'll <laughs> wait and see on some guys. I think a few questions. David Phelps, they need to have healthy. Uh, uh, but Juan Nicasio is their big offseason addition, Danny. And uh, you mentioned closer. Edwin Diaz will be the closer, but Nicasio has closed games in the, in the Cardinals, so we're we're trying to sign him uh, to, to come in and compete for their closer spot. So he's he's a legit guy, hard thrower. Uh, really going to add to that setup. Uh, I, I, I like their setup group a lot. You know, they really, really leaned on Nick Vincent the uh, last few years, and he was very, very good and, and, and got worn out in some situations just being used so much. But you had Nicasio and David Phelps who came in at the end of the last year. 
uh, these are big time guys uh, that, that can set up. You know, you got some eighth inning options there and can use some flexibility there. So you're not going to hopefully wear those guys down as much. Get the Diaz in the ninth, and that's a, it's a pretty good hard throwing group. And, and you throw in some some young power arms. James Paz is a lefty that, that they really like. Dan Altavilla, Nick Rumbelow, a guy they got from the Yankees that uh, that they really like a lot as well. So and then uh, Mark Zepchinski, the the veteran lefty setup guy. Uh, lefty uh, situational guy so With yeah, they've the got most some fun good name, depth right, there in Greg? that bullpen I really like what, where they're going there yeah and Mark Zepchinski's got one of the most fun names Scrabble I think is his nickname <laughs> uh, because of the letters and the all the con- consonants he's got <laughs> in his name with a P-C-Z-Y-N-S-K moment going on there in his name Craig. It's not. Uh, it's not a fun name when you're on deadline trying to write it real quick. But, <laughs> that's but, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or you're autocorrect in your iPhone. I'm sure. Exactly. Um, okay, Greg. So it sounds like that's what that's what it should be like. I don't think there's going to be too many changes uh, when we when we hit opening day for the Mariners, which is which is pretty good news, and that's exciting for fans to start to get to know these players and kind of dive into who they are. There's another guy, Dan Vogelbach, and he had the chance to go to the Rookie Career Development Program that just happened last weekend, and it's a really good opportunity for players to learn and grow in the game. Our MLB Pipeline's Jim Callis caught up with Dan Vogelbach last weekend at the Rookie Career Development Program, and here's what he had to say. Daniel, after being up with the, the Mariners in September, what did you learn that you're going to need to do to make that jump for good? Um, just to continue to slow the game down and uh, continue to get more reps and continue to realize that um, you know I do belong and I can play up there like I know I can. And um, just continuing to watch the veteran guys and Seager and Cano and Cruz and the way they go about their business each and every day and uh, attacking each day. What, um, I mean, you've, you've had a lot of success at the AAA level. You've played briefly at the big league level. How much of a difference is there between the two levels from what you've seen so far? And it's definitely, you know, I mean, those are the best guys in the world. Um, they're there for a reason, and, um, you know, they stay there for a reason. I think the biggest thing is realizing that you belong, and it just still is baseball. And, um, you know, taking the name off the back of the jersey and just realizing that he's still throwing a fastball and he's still throwing a curveball and a changeup, and I think when you get to that, um, it makes the game a lot easier. Have the Mariners asked you to work on anything in particular this offseason to get ready for spring training? Um, you know, just the same old. You know, I continue to work at first, and I'm finally confident over there as I am at the plate. And, you know, I took it upon myself to make some adjustments at the plate and uh, with my swing and, you know, just uh, continue to better myself each and every day in every aspect of my game. Okay. Just have some fun questions we're asking everybody. Okay. Um, what uniform number do you wear, and why did you pick that one? Um, I wear 20. Um, that was the number that... When I was with the Cubs in spring training, when they asked, uh, you know, if you get called up, what number would you like? And I've always wore 24 and 11. Well, both of them were taken, so I just said 20. And when I went, uh, got called up with the Mariners, that was a one. And obviously, I can't wear 24 with the Mariners because yeah. uh, it's a pretty important number there. <laughs> so uh, 20 is just what I went with. Got you. Do you have a celebrity lookalike that people say you resemble? Um, no, not that I know of. Okay. How about a craziest baseball experience? Ooh, um, my debut when uh, Seager hit a single and I went first to third and I missed second base and it's a fielder's choice and I took a hit away from Seager. Thank goodness he's a good human being <laughs> and a good dude and, uh, you know, we're okay now. <laughs> what did he say to you? Um, you know, he said, you know, I can basically just hug you right now, so I need you to get up and take the anger out and hug you. Good thing he uh, usually doesn't need that hit because uh, he does okay for himself yeah. every single year. And how about your favorite MLB memory from your childhood? 
Ooh. Like what I was watching. Like yeah, watch, just, yeah. Um, I just, I loved watching Chipper Jones play. Um, I felt like he played with that attitude and that, you know, swagger that he knew he was good. And every time he went out, went out there, he uh, knew he was going to have a good game. And I feel like you need that to play at that, this level. And um, I really enjoyed watching him play. And I'm wondering why, why was he chosen for this event, Greg? Well, they, they, they sent four of their uh, prospects back there. I think Dan's a guy that, that they really like. I think he's, a, he's one of the kind of young leader-type guys on this group. Uh, the kid's coming up. Uh, he's 25 years old. Came into camp last year with a chance to, to, to win a spot, and, and uh, he, he was going to platoon with uh, Danny Valencia and end up having a little rough spring. Got, went sent back to AAA. He's proved everything he can prove at AAA, so his, his, his opportunity now is just to, to crack that major league group and show what he can do in the big leagues and, and uh, I, they really like what he can what he can offer a six-foot kid uh, just a spark he's just a fire plug i guess but 250 and but about six feet i mean he's but with good bat control an on-base guy with good power and those guys are hard to find so what he needs to do is, is just kind of relax to me and i think that's part of sending him to this this uh, rookie developmental camp get him around other top prospects in baseball and, and just kind of talk about leadership and things like that uh, he came up last September, so September call-up, and was just kind of the guy in the locker room taking it all in, learning from Seeger and Cruz and, and Cano and, and kind of doing that. And I think he, he learned a lot. I remember talking to him at the end of the last year. Uh, Danny was just talking about, hey, I just, I just need to come in and play my game. You know, He's going to work on the, the, uh, the footwork around first base, just, just relax and play. And, and uh, you know, it's just little things. I remember the last game of last year, he came in at the end of the game. They brought him in and uh, – had a couple of hits, ripped a double off the wall down in Anaheim. And I thought, this is a kid, you know, if he relaxes, he might surprise people a little bit. Uh, it'll be fun to see what Dan can do this spring. All right, we'll wait and see for that. And, Greg, last but most certainly not least, I want to remember Wayne Norton. I personally did not know Wayne, but I know I know that you did. He battled Lou Gehrig's disease and recently passed away and left a huge mark on the Mariners in Canada and in Europe. He's credited for drafting James Paxton. I'm wondering if you can tell me a little bit more about Wayne. Yeah, Wayne is a guy that he's been with the Mariners since 2000, uh, 2001. I think Pat Gillick brought him in, and uh, he was just kind of Mr. Canada baseball, a guy that, that, that coached up there, was really involved with, with youth developmental programs and, and just a huge part of, of Canadian developmental uh, baseball and got into to scouting with the Mariners and, and really you know, just kind of owned uh, Canada and, and also did some international scouting with them. Uh, we're talking uh, Michael Saunders, Tyler O'Neill, uh, you know, guys like that, Paxton. This is an overseas, uh, Alex Liddy, name Mariner fans familiar with Greg Hallman, passed away a few years ago from the Netherlands. Dylan Unsworth, kid from South Africa, that's in, in the minor leagues now with them. I mean, he was a guy that uncovered a lot of talent, and uh, I know that, that they always felt good having Canada covered with, with Wayne Norton up there. And he was uh, interesting. You know, you mentioned Lou Gehrig's disease. He was, uh, he was an elderly man. He was, he was in his uh, mid-70s uh, when he got uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, which is, which is tough. But he, he kept, tells you all about him, Danny, he kept, kept scouting. And he would go with his wife. They'd been married 50-some years. And they would keep going to games. And uh, she would hold the radar gun. He would talk, and she would take the notes and, and, and make you know, his observations and write them down. And he kept working. He was still working uh, until he passed away this past weekend. So 75 years old, Wayne Norton, uh, really a, 
in fact, a Hall of Famer up in, in, in Canada and uh, one of the top Mariner scouts for a long, long time. So, yeah, Wayne, uh, Wayne will be missed. He had a chance to throw out the first pitch, one of the final games last year, is, uh, in a wheelchair, and he got out there and had him throw a first pitch at Safeco and uh, threw it to James Paxton behind the plate. Kind of a, kind of a nice moment, and glad they got to do that with, with Wayne and a chance for uh, Seattle to see him a little bit and uh, what he meant to the organization. That's awesome. I think that Wayne will probably be watching down over the Mariners this season and crossing his fingers that those lineups, bullpens, and starting rotations all pan out with all of those guys. So thank you for sharing a little bit about Wayne, Greg, and thank you always for your time and your patience and your incredible information. We've got a really fun rest of the month ahead of us heading into spring training. So I really appreciate your time, Greg. You bet, Danny. Always good talking to you. All right. If you need your Mariners fix, you can go to Mariners.com. I'm Danny Wexelman with Greg Johns. Thanks for tuning in.